0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace, crossing us off a bucket list item, but hopefully it's not the last time he's going to be on the show. It's my pleasure to welcome the legendary Brian Michael Bendis to the Comic Source. Brian, thank oh, you for th- joining me.
1: Thank you very much. And we should tell everyone behind the scenes uh, uh, th- there was a lot of drama to make this happen, yeah. we got it done. Yeah. So we're, uh, yeah, here, could... we're, we're here
0: triumphant years in the making i I think i met you for the first time in uh 2018 at new york comic-con we've talked about making this happen and then yeah the sausage is made by uh two night owls here that got their signals crossed and we're we're even later
1: than we we thought (laughs) exactly but i appreciate I, i deeply appreciate your time and and thank you for for following up on
0: it well you know here's the thing brian and this was so um so apparent to me when I, when I first met you, your, your love of comics is infectious. Uh, And I, I, I love that about you. And it was the thing that struck me the most, you know, having been a fan of your work and read a lot of your work, some creators, you can really get a sense of them, their personality through their work, some less so. Um, And, and clearly you were passionate about comics, but that joyous infectious love that just, you go to a Brian Michael Bendis panel, everybody, and you leave that panel, and you want to just read comics? It doesn't even have to be Brian's comic. You just
1: I, want to read I, comics. I deeply appreciate that. I I often feel I'm just standing on the shoulders of the creators that made me feel that way. Like I just, I just, you know, I, I I did. I sat in panels and had people fill my head up full of stuff. And so when we're talking about comics, also, yeah, it's comics. It's it's fun to talk about comics. Also, there was like years of my life. And I'm writing about a little bit now because I'm, I'm working on Fortunate Glory, but I'm remembering years where I didn't have anybody to talk to about comics. I had friends, but they just weren't into comics. My best friend, literally, I, I wrote this cute little story about we were at summer camp and my best friend just sat down and read Frank Miller's Ronin. Cause he wasn't into it, he just he just knew I needed someone to talk to. So I was about to explode. I was like <laughs> vibrating. So he just like <laughs> tried to get into it for me. It was the sweetest thing in the world. And now you know we we live in a world where whatever you're into, you could like reach out, and go, hey, anybody uh, remember that Smurf episode from season three? And someone go, that's my favorite episode. You'll find someone. So it's 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 beautiful to be able to connect with people about stuff like that. And I do. Like when people like write me off the newsletter, I really appreciate the podcasts you've been recommending. I get as much joy out of that a good recommendation that someone comes back to me with than I do from them reading my work. Yeah, it feels like the same. I, it's just energy transfer, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And one of the things that we've been doing lately on the show is trying to get some of those older creators. We had Christopher Priest on; had an awesome conversation with Jerry Conway
1: uh oh, isn't jerry cool jerry yeah here's I mean, someone yeah. i i i've gotten to know since these i got to dc and oh boy what a what a treat yeah he's
0: he's a little bit of his time i mean to be from that generation and be as liberal as he is
1: he he's one of us <laughs> yeah. no but you know what i was uh, i talked about this a little bit uh on word balloon but I, I, a fraction and i were deep diving all the classic and sometimes ridiculous silver age, Superman related material, Mm -hmm. like Jimmy Olsen and stuff. And, and, and like, some of it's insane. like just, just damn right insane. And, uh, because it was, some of it was meant to just be disposable. It was just Mm -hmm. meant to be of the moment. They were just publishing to fill pages, some of it. And Jerry was one of the voices sometimes in that mix. Who wasn't doing that right who was who's was trying to put all the pieces together and steer the ship and make a mythology and and you can see it even back then and i uh uh i i'm so in awe of it like he saw the bigger picture or at least yeah. the beginning of it yeah he
0: no he he really did and and we talked about that he talked about that when when he was on about how julie swartz was uh he he's like you know i would go on the marvel and the dc tours and I would, you know, I asked a question one time at a DC tour of Julie Schwartz. And he's like, well, how old are you, kid? And Jerry's like, ah, I think I was 15 at the time. He goes, ah, you're, you're too old. You know, like his mindset, Julie Schwartz's mindset was we're writing for 10 to 13 year olds. So every three years we can be, basically recycle stories.
1: Have you read uh, Howard Chaykin's, um, uh Hey Kids Comics series that he's doing over at Override Image? No, I haven't. Take a look at it. I think you really dig it because, uh, first of all, the first series just is, is so angry; it's unbelievable. But the, the <laughs> second coward. one uh, is more about Howard writing about his early days in comics, and and, and it talks about exactly that—exactly yeah, that. so, when uh, the generational shift was happening. I'm like they didn't know who their audience was, except the younger creators did. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Well, well. Uh, t- and to go from there to where we are
0: now with social media and it's shrunk the world. And there are bad aspects of it. You know, people that have crazy ideas. uh, Now, you know, they connect with other people's crazy ideas. It's like an echo chamber. So there is some danger there, Uh, but it is great to, you know, as a lifelong comic fan, to be able to reach out, connect with people like yourself. If you, if, if we had turned back the clock and this was available when you were, let's say 10 or 12 years old, what creators then that you were reading, at that time, would you have been like, oh, I'm going to hit them up on Twitter, you know, in 1970.
1: I I tell anybody who says, am I being annoying? I go, uh, I would have, there was no level of which I would not have been annoying. (laughs) Like if there was Twitter, I would, uh, first of all, I certainly feel I would have taken a lot more advantage of creators' generosity. Like there's a lot of Steve Liebers out there who Mm -hmm. will just help you who right, will just right. answer any craft question that you have jim zub me gail kelly sue we anything you ask we will stop what we're doing and answer you because we know that that question is important and that we have the answer right so i'm always amazed when people like don't do that you're right they they are don't don't do it as much as, as they used to honestly I, like that's that's always interesting so i i certainly think i would take advantage of that and maybe i'm just projecting how hungry i was for information back in the day and how there, you know without the internet there wasn't any i felt like an archaeologist you know looking for information about how to craft a comic in cleveland you know and um so that but i also know i had and some of them were, were when i was a creator like waves of snarkiness the likes of which um uh you know I, I, I know i would have been a little asshole sometimes not 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 <laughs> not 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 a not toxic and threatening people but uh um but um i i was a little jealous monster when people had what i didn't you know what i mean like you i i i i've i've talked publicly about how insanely jealous i was of mike allred cuz he had his shit together when we were when we were younger creators mike allred had his shit together he had merchandise and he his line work was better than us like everything about his crafts was better and i i was just seething with jealousy Cause I just, but I've, I've grown and learned that oh, I wasn't jealous of him. I was envious that I could not accomplish it and needed to like, so, so now when I get that feeling of, Oh, they have that thing. I go, Oh, then I'll do what I need to do to make that happen for me too. That's obviously something that I want. Well, but a at the time I just, his craft was so good and his business he had merchandise, he had yo-yos. I was so, Oh my God, how did he get yo-yos? <laughs> so I would have probably been tweeting like a little shithead about it.
0: Well, as a creator, you always want to keep evolving, right? I mean, when you think yes. back to your earliest stuff yeah and and then you know the most recent stuff you've done on justice league and and obviously we'll talk a little in detail about joy operations, which is fantastic you got you got Naomi second season coming up mm-hmm. are you able to see the evolution or do you even go back and look at your
1: older stuff uh not really except for when we're republishing it. So just recently, uh, Dark Horse sent me a new version of Torso to take a look at. And um, it's it's hard to look at for me. I, it, it is. It, um, but then there's a little parts of it where I'm like, oh, that's better than I thought it was. Like, I, I'm, like there's parts I remember being better than they are and parts I remember being worse. And in general, I know that inside me, is a little George Lucas who wants to redraw all of it. Like I right. want to read, like I want yeah. to reletter all of it, and that's a mistake. I also know that it's a mistake. So I just, I, I literally said to my editor, "I go, this is hard for me to look at. Go, go ahead and let me know if there's anything egregious that needs to be altered or changed or anything like that." So, but I do know that thematically, I'm pretty proud, like, of of the themes that I have gone after. I think some of most of them have aged pretty well. Like it's still like, you know, base, basic human things that I'm, I'm looking for. Um, So all that seems to be doing well. And when I, when I like, you know, because I can't look at it, what I do get is people on Twitter going, like, like, like the new ultimate Spider-Man omnibus came out this like last week, I think. So mm-hmm. look, a giant wave of people trying it for the first time. I mean, it's crazy that that's the format they're reading it in for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but they are. And, uh, I'm delighted that it holds up. Like I, like, I, I'm, I, like I'm like, no one seems they'll go, Hey, this is not bad for an old book. They go, Oh, this, they, they like it. Right. So that, and like, um, Daredevil seems to be aging well, so like I, I get a lot of new readers, like a lot of new readers, and and they and and they're not treating it like a nostalgia act, so that's good.
0: Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, you had your hands all over that Ultimate line. I mean, you worked on obviously U- Ultimate Spider-Man with with Mark Bagley, yeah, and you you even did some stuff on the Ultimate X-Men. You launched the Ultimate mm-hmm. Fantastic Four. That mm-hmm. was a really formative time and
1: my favorite marvel book i ever did ultimate marvel team up and i'm not joking <laughs> if, if you if you literally put a gun in my head and said what's your favorite book you ever did at marvel i'd say ultimate marvel team up i got to check off it was a lot of firsts like yeah. ultimate spider man was amazing but ultimate team up was them letting uh, they asked me what i wanted uh, what else i wanted to do and that that's a book full of things i wanted to do so
0: the concept of it you know let's let's update these classic characters from for modern times and now Mm -hmm. like to your point it still holds up now it's 22 years old amazing
1: amazing yeah well I, i i made some effort and i am a bit of a pop culture professor and i am aware and i also had like some I've, I've made mistakes other places. So I didn't, I already learned lessons by the time I got to Spider-Man. Like I was 30 by the time I started Spider-Man or something around there. So uh, I published a lot of books and made mistakes that I go, oh, okay, don't like that pop culture reference didn't age. Like I had, I made a pop culture reference in one of my indie books that didn't age by the time it printed, like right. by, <laughs> by the time it came out. And then I also remember like I was doing like, uh, I was working at a newspaper and I made some cartoon about like John Glenn had gone back into space in the 90s. I remember he took another trip into space. Mm-hmm. So I did some cartoon about John Glenn in space and did Buck Rogers and it was every old man joke in space you can think of the seatbelt hanging off the the spaceship and you know, anything I can think of and. I remember in the four days between me doing the cartoon and it printing on a Sunday, I got this panic that John Glenn was going to pass away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, you, you need to, you need to rethink about your pop culture references. If this is like, if this is the stress you're living with. So by the time I got to Spider-Man um, there's very few things that, that date badly. Cause I was thinking about it. Also Mark did that Freddie Prince jr. Joke and ultimate's number one. And I and I flagged it in my head as I don't think that's gonna age well. And uh, um uh, but I I, did, I think I did a um what was the guy from MTV? Uh Carson I did a Carson Daly bit with the kingpin, but Carson Daly's still hosting the the voice, so I'm good. Yeah. Right? So he's still on TV. So other than that, I don't have many, right? And even like people, a lot of people have been reading that spider-man the movie arc that we did it seemed to seemed that twitter just discovered it that i was doing shtick with Avi Rod in the book and because of you know toby's ascension back into spider-man even that aged well so that's you know it's, it's all it all comes full circle
0: It'll, yeah and then obviously uh and, and this has happened with a couple of your your creations but in my mind it's miles that is is at this point, the most enduring Naomi, Naomi seems to be on the same trajectory and, you know, with her show and whatnot. Yeah, we'll, yeah, like we'll see.
1: You never know. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. But but Miles, and I think I've heard you said that you, um, the current writer, Saladin
1: Ahmed, is doing a fantastic job. Oh, now. yeah. No, you, I, my my blessing is that everyone and, and, and not just in comics, but in film and in novels and in video games, he's being handled with deep love and care. And everyone's adding their truth And their perspective on all of it to him. No one's ever betrayed the character or the core value of the character. They've only added, and that's that's a a a brilliant feeling. I did get to talk to some other creators who, some of my heroes, who have experienced this. Mm -hmm. It's a very unique experience. You got to get very zen about it, like very, very, like you have to like, and it is, and it's not unlike like I have one of my kids went off to college and I'm like, yeah, hey, it's kind of feels like, like miles went off to college. Like, like you're, you're living your life and I'm proud of you. And you'll, I'll come, I'll see you every once in a while, but like uh, you, you do you. you it, got it, yeah. You gotta be willing to let them go. Yeah. 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 And, and, um and it's, it's a, um a blessing. I didn't, like a lot of this stuff is so far beyond my goals as a creator in comics that it like I'm still just c- contemplating it. This is far far I none of this was planned. None of this was the goal, right? And no, no, no one no one had a Miles movie winning an Oscar on their on their to-do list, right? But but there it is. So I get to contemplate it, you know, and, and think about what a what a beautiful experience it is. And if you and it's like, oh, I get to like, oh, if I put this energy out in the world. It does. It does come back to you in, in in that beautiful way, just like they they said it would. It's a, it's a, it's amazing. So, I well, I I, I spend a lot of time not writing Lord and Miller thinking notes every day. Like I think about it like every forty five minutes, and something happens. Like someone like some Miles Morales birthday cake will show up on Instagram, and I, I literally look at the Miles Morales birthday cake hashtag on Instagram. It's the cutest fucking thing in the world. Got me through my pandemic. You stressed out, go look at 25 birthday cakes from all over the world. It's, it's all these little, it's the cutest thing in the world, but I, you know, Lord and Miller brought that to my life. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, it it really is a a fantastic (laughs) way of showing how much, and I I say this all the time, how much story and, and fictions and the, things that we create with our imagination, how much it says to about who we are as a society. I think you can tell a lot about a society, about what's important to them. Look at the values in their, in their fantasy. Look at the
1: values in the, the, the worlds that they create, the stories they tell. Uh, well, and- I, I think you're also seeing a lot of creators, uh, particularly in, in uh, inside and pre and whatever, this new wave of pandemic. I don't want to say post, but whatever whatever we're in now, Is a lot of people either writing right into it or they're writing the world they wish they were in. Right. right? And and even going back to those early days of miles and early days of ultimate Spider-Man, even jinx, I'm literally writing a world I see and a world I'm trying to pivot it to just by sheer force of will. Not like I have like some God complex, but like, boy, I wish it was like this. And maybe if we put it out and maybe enough of us keep putting it out there, it'll just become that. Yeah. And you, your, your stuff is very much character centric, you know,
0: which I feel yeah. a lot of the best, best writing is it's, it's character first. So uh, yeah, I would be surprised if you had said, yeah, well, I, I created this particular character miles or miles or, or someone else. I partic- created this particular character with the thought that this is going to be the trajectory that, that they go on it. I mean, don't you approach it from the, the point of view of, I have this idea for a great character. And, you know, once the story starts unfolding, the, if I do it right, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if, but if I do it right, the character is going to sort of live on their own. And th- then they start telling you
1: where it, they're it, going, right? Uh, it's true. And other writers will, will tell you that it happens. And I know for people who are struggling to find their voice as a writer, uh, which we all are, or don't do it for a living, or not in touch with that part of themselves. It sounds crazy. It sounds like, well, it's, it, what do you mean they take over? But it, it, it's, um, and actors talk about this similarly too. Like you do a lot of work to get to a place where you can let it go. Let's let it let let, let, let forget it all. Like you've heard mm-hmm. actors talk about. I did all this research so I can forget it and be the character, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I I see similarities and what what happens and. It's connected to uh, a part of the brain that adults have trouble getting to sometimes. Um, John Cleese wrote a book about it called "On Creativity." That when you're young, you're always in play mode, mm. and that you get really creative, and all ideas are good ideas because they're just being silly, and you're just no one's judging. Uh, as adults, we bottle that shit up pretty quickly because you got bills to pay, right? Right. Yeah. For people who do this for a living, or music, or art, or any kind of Creativity, you do have to allow yourself to get to a playful state. You do have to free your mind. So, so those ideas will flow. And that's, that's a, that's a big part of it too. It's a big part of, and then you're typing and then all of a sudden you're kind of being a stenographer, like they 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 they're they're telling you what they want and they're telling you where they want to go or telling you what they don't want. I'm a big fan of that too. Uh, you ever seen a movie when the character goes, "Well, this is stupid"? That's the writer talking to themselves. I really am <laughs> a big believer of that. If there, that's your all these characters, your little voices, and one of them had thinks this is bullshit, right? Don't just rationalize it by giving it voice. Talk to that character and see what's missing, and I and I and I, I I do do that. But yeah, they the voices can take over. My my hero David Mamet often referred to it that way. That um, he said sometimes you're a court stenographer, you're just typing. Let them talk, don't stop. And when people talk about um, being in a um, like a writer's block of some sort, <clears throat> um, it's a it's a it's a flow issue. Sometimes you just gotta get rolling. How mm-hmm. no more Leonard talks about it too. You can't, the, the water won't go if the faucet. Not, right. So sit your ass down and start typing. And one, one trick to do, it's a really easy writing prompt, but you got two characters in a room. Just put them in a room. Just have them start talking to each other. One will eventually start to annoy the other one or delight the other one. There's, there's no other, you know, there's only like three interactions that humans really have. Well, like like seduction, Uh, bargaining. I forget what the other one is, but there's, there's, there's like, it all comes down to those three things. And, and, and you as a human will get these characters to do that. So uh, I do that often. I like this, particularly if you're like, oh, I have this character, I would like to learn more about them. Like, I would like to hear what they would do, put them in, put them in a room with someone they don't want to be with, see what they do. Is it, is it different when it's a, a, a character
0: that you've, you've created, like, so let's say, for example, Miles, and then when you went over to DC, you know, Superman was the you you could have had your, you know your cho- choice of characters. You went with with Superman. Um, obviously, with Miles, again, you're, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to create this character, you know, for for story reasons, and and this is who he is. But you're building that from the ground up in in an established universe. So there's still yeah. obviously rules because editorial and Disney and you know all that kind of stuff oversight. Well, those the,
1: I don't see those as rules as much as like that. That's the, um, framework. Like I don't see there's a limitation. I'm like, okay, this is the parameters in which this is being built. Like I see, I see that's a good thing for me. Like, I like that. Like, uh, you know, I know who this is for. Right. So that, that kind of like, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna pull out any chainsaws right? in the Moz Morales, but you know what I mean? Like, like it, like yeah. it, it helps, um, kind of center the tone of it. Um, but yeah, the, the biggest difference, and you, you said it, is the shared universe idea. I love the shared universe um, because a lot of times, and I know I, I'm, half of my peers feel this way and half of them do not, um, I celebrate all of the ideas and moments I've had as a writer that would not have happened if not for the shared universe. Like I know me, I know what I'm doing when I'm by myself Mm -hmm. and I've had a lot of amazing moments in both the Marvel and DC universe because other writers were also spinning their plates and it made my plate spin a little faster because of it. And I, that, that, that stuff I absolutely love. So I celebrate that stuff too. Um, but and those limitations to me don't feel like that doesn't feel like a negative, like the things that are limited, like I, I look at it a lot like the, like the way your day normally is you wake up with a plan for the day and sometimes a plan that yeah that day went pretty much how I planned it to go. And other days, well, that did not that is not <laughs> what I thought was going to happen today. Boy, this is I did not have control of this day. And that's what a shared universe can feel like. They'll call you up and go, oh, everyone's a scroll. I'm like oh okay well I, I didn't see that coming so I instead of like getting frustrated or like fighting back against it I I always yes and it I'm a very like that improv tenet of of just like yeah and I I I I, I that's that's the job that's it you know um, I I think it's why I'm so like obsessed with the behind the scenes of Sarah Night Live because it, that it it feels very much how we make monthly comics like th- this shit will. Be on the air Saturday night, whether you're in costume or not, right. is very much our job. Like this, this book is shipping on Tuesday. Are you going to have all the letters you want in it? That's up to you. Um, So, uh, and all the energy coming together to make the thing—that's pretty amazing to me. So, I, I like that a lot. And then, I'm, I've lost the question. You had a question in here, and I answered like. Well, Saturday I was just night. just so
0: so when you're thinking about okay, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go on Superman. I mean, is it? is it a different goal than what you would have with, like, with miles who you're building from the ground up?
1: Like the you know? goal. Yeah. The goal is truth. What's the truth of the character. And if the, and if the theme of the character is truth. Like Superman. Well, we're already halfway there, aren't we? Right, yeah. Character won't do anything but truth. So, um, so yeah. So what I like to do, if it's a already existing character that I've, uh, that I'm connecting to here, that I, I try to like find, like well, what is it about this character? You know, what what are we writing about? And again, like Spider Man and Superman, always feels like cheating. Their themes are so strong, and like and literally bulletproof. You can't argue them. You could create a religion around them. You can't argue them. So it's very uh, cool to do that. But what the, the 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 flip side is to find original things to do with them, things you haven't seen other people do, but still feel within character. Right, so I mean, my biggest one. I walked in the room with, um, the 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 bullshit of his secret identity. Having just, I just seen, I just felt he aged out of it. I just the, the whole our whole of society looks at secret identities differently than they were. And this character's first word is truth, except for the big thing, which is who I am. Like, and, and and we're all into our identities and being who you are and empowering people with your truth. It just seemed like that uh, this this idea had come. And I remember Jerry Seinfeld doing a joke about it 40 years ago about how only Jimmy Olsen knows who Clark Kent is because he sees him at the urinal, like peeing <laughs> like that. So so it, it, this, this is decades in the making, this idea. And I'm I am thrilled that D.C. stuck with it. Even with all the regime changes and stuff, so
0: yeah. Well, they stuck with that. They stuck with the the aging up of John Kent. Here's yeah, the, here, yeah. Here's, here's the thing of,
1: of, about what
0: you did in in my in kind of in my past. So so much. It was it felt so polarizing in, in a way. As as it oh, was, I I, yeah. I can
1: tell you from my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But but to your point earlier about these the concept of these characters, Spider Man, Superman being bulletproof, in, in a way. That's also the, the tough part, right, though, because everybody, you know, Superman's my favorite character, as you know, you know, my wife's name, Lois, and we we talked about she that is. before, but everybody has their own idea of of who he is. And if you do one little thing that, you know, like you age up John Kent or you, you, you know, like my thing with with Lois uh, revealing the identity to her father, you know, without uh, talking to him first, you know, and, and I don't begrudge you that. You got a great mm-hmm. answer when, when we talked about it. But it does make it tougher, right? Because these are icons and people have opinions. And sometimes those opinions are not very malleable. They're they're not coming at it with an open
1: mind, right? Well, they they are. They aren't. I, I have, I must say, I have turned around so many people over the years on so many different subjects that I will say that even though I wish the argument was politer and more humanist, and like I, I do wish that some of uh, the readers saw you know we're all human beings back here mm-hmm. we're just trying to tell you a story you right. don't have to tell it us and I, and and i say us it's a lot of us like like i am not alone in this it but but the, 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 like uh, like any creator no one's no one's we're not looking to mess with you honestly no one's like sitting there going and even if we are, go oh my god we just killed your favorite character it's to tell you a good story right it's to really fill your head up with 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 ideas and inspiration so if you didn't care for it which you're obviously within your rights to them it would be great if you 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 saw the context in which the 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 thing was you know like like, the anger is not needed but i understand it (laughs) i do And, and like i said if i was younger and had twitter you would hear a whole shitload of me i had all kinds of shit to say after Avengers issue 200, oh my God, if I had Twitter. Anyway, so um, that was the Carol Danvers has a baby uh, and yeah. marries her baby and goes away. Yeah, that, that I would have had some tweets about. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, I look at it like like this I'm known for taking some chances. I don't take out-of-character chances, but I do take swings because I'm afforded them. And when my heroes have done them, I've really appreciated it, even if they blew it. I'm like, oh, you had a chance and you took a swing. Fantastic. I have taken some swings and I have gotten returns beyond what I've ever hoped for in my life. I've also taken some swings and gotten the shit kicked out of me harder than, 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 you know, what you what but I've learned from those and I appreciate, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I teach as well. And we, I, I try to spend a lot of time teaching that the failures are good. Failure is like, you should have fun with it. It's not fun in the moment, but you, you should get excited because you're going to learn something. You are gonna be better at the end of this. And that's, that's, and I guess because I'm older now, I get excited when I fuck something up. I'm like, oh, good! Oh, I'm gonna learn something. Here we go." Yeah, I won't and, make that um, mistake again. No, or 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 how big of a mistake was it? Was it a ten percent mistake or a hundred percent mistake? There's 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 levels. It's it's creative. It's energy. It's tone. You know, it could be anything. Uh, sometimes and sometimes it's just timing. That's the other thing too. I've done things that in the moment the result, you know, and and again, it's never everybody. That's the other thing to do. Sometimes, as creators, we think oh, everyone hates it. And I'm like, no, those people hate it, and they're loud, and, yeah. and and they're and they're and they're and they're talking to you, right? So it feels like everyone, but it's not. It, 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 no matter what it is, it, it, no matter how popular it is or, or not popular it is, some people like it, some people don't. And um, if you don't believe me, Google uh, "chocolate Beatles" or "Scorsese." Like you'll see all the. <laughs> All the all the weirdness. Um I uh yeah, so I so I I think about that. I think of so I take the swing with my best heart. Like I know is this is is my heart pure, then then take the story swing. And then that way I can look at someone on Twitter who may be angry at me and know in my heart, I, I'm not looking to piss them off. So if they're pissed off, this isn't a fight. I've I've angered them, right? And sometimes I can tell I'm being yelled at by someone who heard something about a story. They didn't read it. Didn't even read it. And I and I do I do see a a great deal of difference between the people who actually read the stories and hear about the stories. I'm sure you've seen some of that online as well. And 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 again, that's not saying I'm saying that anyone who doesn't like me didn't read my book. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you can tell sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Well,
0: case in point of of John Kent recently, and and what. Uh, Tom Taylor's been doing I'm like, man, if all you people that are complaining about it are, are actually reading the comics, the, the sales would be a lot higher. So
1: why don't you go pick up some comics first and then you can complain if you don't like it. Well, here's the thing too. So they like, and I, it's an argument that you can't really get on on Twitter. Right. But I think you you will know this. So there are fans that are upset about John being aged up because they lost something. My argument is, yes, that was the story. Superman lost something. It hurt. He's dealing with it. It's a new story. They are a different kind of family than the rest of us. He is a special needs child for all intents and purposes. He needs things that are different than other children, right? And and he knew it the whole time. And this happened because of their world, right? And now they have to deal with it. I I stand by that still to this day. There are people who are mad that I aged them up. There are people who are mad that John exists at all because Superman should be single and flying around. And why isn't he dating uh, 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 this one or that one? Right. Uh, so they're they're marriage angry. They're kid angry. Uh, they're they're mad uh, that all of uh, for any any change, right? So for those who are upset about the aging, yeah, again, line. They're still they're still mad from from, from post-crisis.
0: You have to, I mean, and, and it's great to hear because, um, you know, you stand by your story and I, I was talking to Tom King. Uh, mm. and he's been on the show a bunch of times, but one of the times that he came on after um, heroes in crisis had completed. And we were talking about, well, if you knew net then, you know, what you know now. And, and cause he said, he's like, you know, I knew Wally was beloved, but I didn't know how beloved. But at the <laughs> end of the day, it it almost works better because this is the story i'm trying to tell and and you know as a creator you kind of have to stand behind your work unless you're admit otherwise isn't it admitting that you you know that it wasn't it didn't maybe have as much value as you wanted it to
1: no you do you do learn from every interaction like this and i do and when come comes at me hot about john or like again we're focused on john but there's other things as well and and uh i i consider it like i do i i think about the power of the words of the images or or where this person is coming from and their perspective that is different from my own right and again for those who want to communicate this to creators coming at it with some kind of like you know, just, just, hi, can I tell you about my thing is much easier for us to hear than Hey asshole. Like just, I'm, I'm telling you, well, I I'm all ears, but if you're just, if you're start swearing at me or my friends, I'm I'm not listening anymore. Right. So it's just, you know, I got stuff to do, but, um, uh, so, so like with John, I thought, I thought a, a lot, they go, oh, you ruined John. He's ruined. He is ruined forever, forever and all time. And I thought about it and literally, as I was thinking about it, somebody tweeted me how I ruined the Avengers. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, it looks like they're okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I, it looks like the Avengers did all right. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have to wrap this up in a bow and move on with my day. And I, I, did did we ruin John or did we give John an enormous spotlight in which he can bring an an enormous amount of truth that is unique and modern and different than his father's it, it does that's the balance how how to get john where he is right now and tom did an exceptional job uh and 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 somehow get him out from under the one of the biggest pop culture shadows in history which is his father right i had i had a similar uh you know uh thing to do with with miles morales like mm-hmm. like Nobody hates Peter. No one's looking to fix Peter. No one's going, oh, I'm sick of Peter Parker. No one has ever said that in the history of anything, right? So for me to introduce this character, it's a bit of a tightrope that I have to consider. So yeah, and that was Peter controversial done. at the time as well. It was sure. And so it was Riri and blah, blah, blah. And, and 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 these things, you know, the character and the story and the quality, the craft that goes into it, hopefully will win the day at the end. Well, here's the other time it has.
0: Here's here's the other thing about it, too, Brian, like we're I feel like for the last maybe 15 years, certainly 10 years, we've been in a golden age of story in terms of it's never been easier to create your own comic. Yes. So here's the thing that I don't understand about all the, the vitriol. Right. So, first of all, there's no reason you can't still tell stories of John at you know, 11, 12 years old. And, and, and it, they do, by yeah, the way, they, yeah. they're doing it right now. Yeah. yeah. With the digital, with the digital first stuff. So that's still, and it doesn't, and what you did doesn't invalidate anything that came before either. So that's, that's no, number two. We'll never number that. three,
1: we'll never do that.
0: if you don't like the show, change the channel. If you don't like the comic, I promise you there's another comic out there that you will like.
1: I, but I, I have a different, I, 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 I'm a little more open to the vitriol i i uh, these characters mean a lot to people and very important times in their lives that's why i like like that's why i I won't fight with anybody not because i'm uh, because you're not wrong this means a lot to you and now it's not there anymore right and there are things in that are in the pop culture that if they got taken away from me (laughs) right so i i do i do know that feeling um my, my only argument is yeah, and we're 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 now taking that feeling forward. We're like like because the other thing to do to these characters is just let them spin the same story wheel over and over and over again, and then people get bored and walk away, and mm-hmm. that character is only of a moment. And we've all seen them all. All generations have them. The characters huge in the moment, and then they didn't do anything with it, and then it just kind of. You know, had its not had its time, right? Yeah. I've had some of those too. So so thinking about that is like if you really love the character, really think about the fact that you, what you celebrate that all these creators are really trying to keep the character going forward and going forward in new directions, you know uh, that that's always what's happening behind the scenes that I see,
0: so. yeah. well, something else you said there that makes uh, that, that I want to comment on it makes a lot of sense. Because uh, it goes back to the way I see the the Superman-Lois relationship with w- with, with my wife, you know, being named Lois, <laughs> and the way that you see it. Because, you you know, you had said that, man, I could even go and buy a house without telling my wife, and she would be okay with it because I know her, and that's where our relationship is, right? That's what you bring to the story. That's, yeah. that's your perspective, right? Yeah. I don't have, I have the opposite. I'm like, no, I would I would never do that. I'd never be able to. And when I talked to my wife oh, and and told her, well, yeah, Brian said he could even go buy a house or vice versa. His
1: wife did, in fact. Wait, you froze at, I'm sorry to, I froze at your um, buying the house. I think we're okay, back. Yeah. Now, but, okay. So, so yeah. So I, I couldn't buy a house without
0: telling my wife, my wife would not never do this. The same thing. <laughs> but, you know, you could, and I think you said
1: your wife did. Yeah, my, no, my yeah. wife, I would never do that. Right. I would never buy it. Right. Well, but, yeah. she, but she knew you would be okay with that. Yes. You, but, and you know that. So
0: you bring that to the story. And when I, and that's part of the reason why she's your wife. And part of the reason my wife is my wife is because you know it's about the values. And, and people need to understand that when you're reading the comics, not only what the, the writer and, and the artist and the whole creative team is bringing to it, but we all bring our own
1: stuff. The story, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, and also you're bringing stuff that specifically you feel you're not seeing anybody else doing. Like, and you're you're talking about one thing that I've been in, and they weren't only Marvel rooms. It was a couple Marvel rooms, but it wasn't just Marvel rooms. Where every room with writers they were just poo-poo marriage or poop, like, like any kind of love or intimacy was like, everyone was like either too cool for it, or I realized they were not in touch with any happiness in their, in the, in their lives at the moment. Right. Mm-hmm. So they, they weren't in the mood to write it. Or they thought if, if you, I remember we had this big argument, if a character gets married, it's only a matter of time before Dr. Doom kills one of them. Right. Like, so like that, that's the end of every marriage in comics. Right. And I'm like, well, you are, you're, you're almost challenging me to prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so I was literally sitting there in my, I'm happy to report this is decades ago. I'm sitting in my happy marriage going, well, no, it's, it's exciting to be in a happy marriage and it takes a lot of work and you're together and you have a partner and you're, you know, and it's delicate and exciting. And, and what, what, wh- what, it's the most dramatic thing. I, I got, I saw it completely differently. And then, and then, so I, that I just married them to, to, to see if I was right. Right. And, and I was, and then was so happy when I was um, gifted Lois in Clark's marriage, which was already set up to be this, right. They're not getting divorced. Right, it ain't right. happening. All right? They're they've, they, this is, this is a good marriage, right? They are, they are in it and they know this is complicated and they, they signed up for it. So I was delighted to, to write into that because, because uh, I'm writing for Luke and Jessica, I was writing an earlier part of my marriage, but or a a reflection of it. It's not exactly my marriage at all, but um, I I guess an emotion of my marriage, Mm -hmm. but, uh, and as um, how long have you been married?
0: Uh, I've been married for 10 years, but we've
1: been together for uh, 19. Okay. Well, I'm excited to tell you that something happens that it's like level 20, level 20 is a boss level. It's the best. I <laughs> like, I, I like, we always had a good time, but something happened like our 20th where we're just like, God, this is the marriage is the best. Like we're just having that. And it's been that way consistently. Like, I don't know, like whatever, whatever, like little immaturity you had left in, you just got sucked out. I don't know everyone's different, but like for us, it's, it's been the best. So to write into that um, with Lois, and Clark was, was exciting. Like, like I, I felt I'm, I'm writing some real truth here. Right. And, uh, and also just to celebrate his love of her. Like I saw, like, I, so I did a lot of pre-reading as author uh, before I went in. And I saw a lot of people, would literally have Lois do monologues about why she liked Clark. Like it's not fucking obvious, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. A, let me tell you why I think the greatest guy in the world is the best person. Um, but but hearing the more colorful and intimate ways in which Superman would love her, uh, was was exciting to write. Yeah, and the other thing that you did on the series,
0: which I really appreciated, you you set up action. You almost went back to the very earliest roots of action and you made it more street, you know, like Superman flighting. Well, the, flighting yeah. That was and on design. Orcs. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the Superman comic was more the the cosmic really mm-hmm. superhero kind of stuff. You know, you're writing the same character. Was it a different headspace based
1: on kind of the different tones of the book? Yes. And no, like there was like a Venn diagram, like there was a part that was both of it. And then there was parts that weren't right. And then, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then when John Ramita came on with action, I, I, I realized, oh shit, am I writing Daredevil? Like, like, <laughs> it like, started, like, it started to look so much like Daredevil yeah. that, uh, I, uh, I, I had to really contemplate what was going on, but, um, yeah, I was, I was super grateful because it, 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 was almost handed to me in a way that was, it was like, uh, all I had to do was kind of plant that this one was cosmic and this one was metropolis. I, I didn't say like urban, I just like, this is the daily planet book. this is the Superman keeping everyone out of our orbit book. Right. Right, And, uh, and, and by doing that, uh, I was able to kind of like contemplate the storytelling devices. Like you look at the like large imagery of Superman versus the more shadowy imagery of, of, of action, but they both have bombastic superhero moments in them, but it's, it's sometimes it's just perspective. It's just the way people are seeing Superman and he's backlit and, you know, and, and it just, yeah, just perception more than anything, but yeah, yeah, I, I I like, I was excited because balancing a franchise on numerous titles is, is obnoxious. Uh, and I've done it a few times. And if you're given that great honor, you really got to make sure the books have a specific voice. Or get the hell out of the way. You're just you're, someone else should be writing this. Right. Yeah. And and I, I such a strong take for this. I felt I felt uh, worthy of, of of both books, like I did when I was on Avengers.
0: Yeah. And from there to to Justice League, you only have a couple of issues left, uh, three issue arc here where they're fighting. But they're with...
1: all they're all double sized. So it's really like yeah. eight or nine issues left, but you're getting <laughs> it all quickly. Yeah. But two came out today. Yeah. So that was a lot. That was like 50 pages of uh, no, it was like yeah, it was like 70 pages of Justice League today.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I've gotten a chance, because they sent the press copy already, I've gotten a chance to read part two, and yeah, I mean, oh, good. Black Adam, and it's it's big, it's it's out there, uh, but soon we know that the, these characters are going to die, I mean, death of the Justice League in 75. It's was so kind of sad, and, they're all going to yeah. be dead forever and yeah.
1: ever and ever, and they're never coming back. Yeah,
0: well, the fact that it homages Superman 75, we all know how that worked out, so I mean, how much do you know about what Joshua Williamson has planned for for Dark Crisis and and whatnot? Are you, are you going to be involved at all? Do you have any? No, I, I'm.
1: I uh, I I chose to tap out, not in disrespect to anything that's going on over there, but the, the opportunities coming my way outside of this were scarier. Mm. Uh, they they offered me some pretty cool books over at DC. Um, uh, that I know will hurt me for a little while. Like anytime you turn something down, the the twelve year old in you goes, "What the fuck are you doing? You <laughs> yeah, what?" Right? But the truth of the matter is that uh, some other things have come my way that are delightful and scaring the shit out of me. And I sit there every day with my students, going, "Do the thing that scares you. That's the thing right. to do." So I have to, I have to follow that. I have to follow that 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 road yeah we have to keep road challenging road. yourself that's how you evolve as a creator literally like me and alex i i told them i like, go so rare that it's actually like the, the like it's like um, let's make a deal like like they're all in front of you in a row sometimes mm-hmm. they come near each other but this one like number one number two and we we took we took the scarier one gotcha what
0: but you do still have um
1: Naomi season two. No, I have day. Naomi and I have Justice League versus Legion, and uh, I'm not like we're all good at DC. Like I'm not averse to doing other things, but I, uh boy, when when you see what the I, I have a couple announcements yet to come. Uh, I know uh, people know that me and Andre Lima have been working on a book for the last couple of years. Uh, that announcement's forthcoming. That's pretty en- enormous, and some other stuff cooking. That's uh, you'll you'll say yeah, well, that 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 eats up all your time. That, that's yeah. everything too. And also, I I made it pretty clear I'm writing and drawing a new graphic novel, of Fortune and Glory. Uh, so, and retraining myself to draw after not doing it for many years is a journey. So that that is also um, on, on my plate as well. So those are things I've just mentioned, but there's some other stuff too. That is just uh, and
0: exciting. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw you bought a new kind of drawing platform <laughs> for, for that Phil, Phil Hester suggested. No, well, I,
1: I, I, the only bit, I, I, it's an interesting uh, situation, but I'm, I'm back drawing and it was interesting what muscle memory popped right back in. It was like riding a bike, just like they said. Mm-hmm. Some things really did. Um, my, my more natural styles that are of me, which is like, as fortune glory uh, came right back. I'm now obsessing about what my style would look like if I was drawing this entire time, because all my friends that were my peers in the art world have all evolved into a right. new style. And I'm still doing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Did I lose you? It's been very cool because I, I- all my best friends are like the best artists in comics, and I just look, what pens? What do I buy? Literally, I have everything here on my table. It's like this is a Nick Spencer, this is the David Marquez. This is <laughs> I am literally doing pen tests on on uh, what everyone tells me to do. So that's what I've been doing.
0: Well, with Naomi, you know, much like with with Miles, just a such a fast trajectory
1: that she's already got her own show. That's so crazy. Be- so crazy and the other crazy thing is how people think that i'm used to it or like i'm like i i sent um you know do i have it here there was a um i was at the lego store no i'll never find it there was i was at the lego store and there was a new there was a new little miles lego keychain and i was so i, I got emotional that's exciting i'm a big lego dude and there's the legos and i i took a picture and sent it to my friends and i'm like you're not over this i'm like i should be over this yeah it never stops Am it's cool. supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. They think like uh, yeah. So that's that's my um high class problem of the year. <laughs> no one wants to like I yeah, just no one no one uh, I don't know. I it's it's a lonely road. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but I, I I am uh and with Naomi Uh, I get to share with my friend David who we've been friends for decades. So we get to share this together and we are pop culture sensibilities are completely in line. So we're, we're experiencing it the same way. Whereas Jamal, who's much younger than us. And this is one of his first like book books. And it just, it's just like, like everything that could happen has happened. And I spend most of our relationship going, you know, this isn't how it happens as it continues to happen. So I look like an insane person yeah it's yeah, yeah that literally is what i do every time we're on the phone i'm like like i i feel like it's my obligation to warn him this is i feel like you're like one i feel like he's like um one of those young pop stars that gets a hit right away like, right away you know, yeah you know, I'm like just i want to warn you it's not every album so yeah it's still so much to explore
0: you know we we know so so little also but but one thing that i did oh with, about naomi herself yeah about naomi about her her world i mean i know you we got to go to a world in Justice League. No, but there's
1: a lot coming. We're 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 we'll, we're turning the cards over on season two, big time. Yeah, and obviously we we don't want to spoil. But one of the things to go back to this idea of, of marriage is just something
0: you you write couples so well. One of the my favorite parts about the the, the first uh, six issue arc is the relationship between her adoptive parents. I just I just love the way
1: they they play off each other. It's fantastic. I appreciate that. That was one of the truths I was desperate to bring. um, They're not based on me or my wife And they're not based on uh, And Naomi's not based on my children I know some people just think that Mm -hmm. um, But it's not But our life being so deeply um, Part of the adoption community Here in Portland Absolutely did affect That 100% is is Mm -hmm. behind What's going on in Naomi Um, And what happens in season two That relates to exactly what you just said is that we revisit the moment where Naomi first meets the Justice League, mm. but we take the scene a little farther than we did in action comics. And she turns to them and says, all right, w- w- what don't I know? Like I'm like, shit, I don't know. What, 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 tell me what you you're the you, you guys know. What do I know? And Black Canary says, oh, all your relationships have changed. Either, uh, some for the better, some for the worst but none of your, nothing is the way it was. And you have no control over it. So just, just, just get used to it. There's a good life no one lesson. sees you the way you see yourself. And we cut to her relationship with her parents has changed. And it, it has her, her father who has a military background is, is, is getting a little great, great Santini on her uh, out, of, out of, fear and a loss of control and uh, and so we we, we dive in full, full blast. And what I would like about it is that yes, you said you like that about the first thing, but that would have been very easy to duplicate for a second series and make everybody happy again. Taking it to a deeper place got very exciting for me and David.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's good to hear. Uh, six issues again for the second mm-hmm.
1: round.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: We might do a skip month, like between three and four, just give Jamal some some airspace. That's what we're doing on Justice League. um, Legion of Superheroes, people see that it's not solicited this month, just giving Scott some time to get it done the way he wants to get it done. And I support that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd rather just
1: have a beautiful book. I don't care how long it takes.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of beautiful books, the other monthly that you have that we have to talk about uh, drawn by Stephen Byrne co-created really, Mm. because he helped you build the world from scratch and that's Joy Operations, which man, you want to talk about a perfectly named book, uh, going back to the first thing we talked about your, your joy of comics this book is is a joy a celebration of not only comics but also science fiction
1: thank you thank you thank you thank you because it it started it, it just dated for a very long time and uh, it's, and, and, and the whole thing is that, that sci-fi is a genre that I work in completely. Guess what guys, superheroes are sci-fi, all of it. <laughs> you get bit by a radio after a spider. That's a sci-fi story. So, and there's, I know there's hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi and I, you know, we don't, please, you don't have to, I don't want to hear about it, but, um, uh, but these are science fiction stories. And, but when things are labeled science fiction, I get really um, critical of it. And I don't know where that comes from. So I think about it a lot. And then I, I I enjoy was my attempt to express myself, excuse me, in a positive way, um, about what I love about sci-fi. Like like what what I wanted from from, from it. And 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 even in these few first few issues, it's just a taste of, of what we want to do with it. So I, I, I appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah. Now these these trusts that are established in the um, in the book. And for anybody who hasn't read it, the trust is kind of like a corporate owned city and they all have kind of different aesthetics. They're all, they're all advanced. They're all, they all have technology. Yeah. We're um,
1: 55 years from today and there are major city, uh, or, um, urban areas that have been bought up by corporations and turned into trusts. So sometimes there are cities, sometimes it's a multi-city trust, but, uh, or, but, but there are these large areas that have almost like, um, uh, almost a theme, like an amusement park, or like any corporation has, like a very d- identified look to it. So we follow that uh, those ideas from today all the way to what will Amazon do to what will Amazon turn Atlanta into in fifty-five years from now? So it, the fact and it's already they, happening, by the way. Oh yeah, like in the in, in the in the time issue one and issue three came out, two uh, corporately bought cities were announced.
0: Yeah, since it's, in, it's insane, they, they, and and even within those cities, they build these giant tech campuses, and yeah, they, it really we'll get the, we'll, we will get to the world of Joy Opera. Oh, we're absolutely going yeah.
1: there, hundred yeah, percent.
0: Exactly. Uh, the yeah. fact that each of these trusts have a little bit of a different uh, aesthetic is—is is that a way for you to explore a little bit of a different aspect of, of science fiction?
1: Yeah. Well, we we're our assumption is, and again, this is all coming out of where we are now. So I'm, I'm, I'm expounding some futurism. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but th- th- that's what you're doing. You start, you start um, like a lot of my heroes did this. You start at like imagining, uh, you know, one of the best versions of it that we've seen in like mainstream is minority report where mm-hmm. Spielberg literally hired a bunch of futurists to go design. He goes, show me what a car is going to look like. I don't, I'm not, don't, I'm not, I'm not showing you the world. You just show me the car and then put it all together and made a world like literally out of futurist uh, philosophy. I, I, I love it. So I, I consider that a lot as we're building that. And so these, so a corporately owned city would then being, would offer its citizens a specific kind of lifestyle, right? So one would like, and that's where it gets a little theme parky. Like mm-hmm. you want an outdoorsy life. You want a very technological life. You want an earthy life. You want you want a messy and seedy life you want a Vegasy life like the, these 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 kind of things. Um, uh, you want a literate life like a, an aerodite life you want to like live on a college campus for the rest of your life and talk about things like these are these are the things that are being offered sometimes many of those things within the confines of a trust but overall there's a genuine theme that if you're here you're kind of giving up your life to this ideal and everything you do, celebrates that ideal. The work that you do celebrates it. Your, how you're paid back is part of the machine. And then you get to live a certain kind of life. All right. So some people live a woodsy life. Some people have automated food that has no nutritional value at all. So <laughs> it completely depends on what you want to do. So we start at where joy lives, which is a little more, um, uh, I, I, uh, it's it's technological, but we find out it's a cheaper tech like it's shiny, but it's broken. Right. Uh, and, and so, and that's where our story starts.
0: Yeah. But here's the other uh, aspect of it, right? Like we talked about it before about character first and that's how mm-hmm. you build your stories and, and everything you say about the world sounds fascinating and cool or whatever, but yeah, y- you come to no, the world, you're going to have to stay for the character, right? Because otherwise, otherwise you see what you, okay. I saw the world in an issue or two, and now I, I jump off. Uh, so joy, she's, She's older. Uh, I think I saw where you said, um, uh, inspired by the actress Cherry Jones, which is I, fascinating. I know a lot of people, just Google Cherry Jones, you'll recognize her. You may not know the name, but you'll yeah,
1: recognize her. Yeah, 2000s Cherry Jones. Yes. Like, yeah. Early 2000s, yeah. So
0: talk about choosing to go with a little bit of an older heroine uh, uh, like
1: that. And well, I, I may have somewhere where somebody was talking about another writer and they go, why do they only write kids? What what's up with that? And I went, well, I only write. I think i only kids, but I, I never I didn't I kind of backed up into it. Like I wasn't that wasn't intended, right? But like, I, I it is a great place to write a character because they're just at the cusp of their adulthood, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know what they don't know yet and everything all the all the loves are real and all the pains are real like like it, that's why i write at at that age so much um and also uh, it doesn't matter how old you are ends up the high school wounds don't heal if you keep picking up the scabs like i do um although you can never heal them but uh, um so but but yeah but i i i like my adult thoughts and i like writing adults and uh, I, so I, I, so I, I did make a note. Uh, this will be an adult woman of, of accomplishment. Um, but the other part of it, when I got really excited about joy, um, was the narrative, what's going on narratively. And we discovered that joy, um, has somebody speaking to her and but originally, like if if it played correctly to you, it was supposed to be like you're reading the book. And you think that's joy talking sure to is. us. Good. I got very excited. This is I got very excited about the opening a book. We we hear narration, and then you think, oh, that's the character talking to us. And then about ten pages in, the character, the narration starts talking to the character. And then we're like, oh, 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 oh. And then, and also, we've not met this character before. It's like, so we, do, we don't know who any of these people are, mm-hmm. right? So this, this, this challenge as a writer, I, I, I call Fraction and a couple of the people who would know like I was going, did anyone ever do it exactly like this? Yes, like venom has a voice in his head, and I'm already hearkening all the way back to all of me and uh lily tomlin and and Steve Martin, and may have made reference to that many, many times until someone at Dark horse said, no one knows what that reference means but um <laughs> but uh, um, are you talking about inception? I go, no, it's all of me, but um um so there are there are the voice in the head uh storytelling has been done, but this this coming in like this, I, I had not seen done before. And I got very excited to try to see if, if I could pull it off and if it could be pulled off and if you could end up liking joy, not knowing her before it happened. Like there's a, there's a version where, uh, that I do 20 years ago where the last line of the issue is what, what joy, what, what she says on page 10, mm-hmm. right. And and I, I I wanted to see how far I could take go into the story, and not lose not lose anybody. So and so I called Stephen with this and 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 also I just I, I, anytime you think of something you haven't seen, you go oh, oh oh okay like that happened with Powers too. I'm like wait no one's done this because this one looks like low hanging fruit. And I, I I and I you know it, it gets it gets super exciting when you find something that just you know, there's, there's thousands of people looking at this stuff in every, um, from every angle. And the fact that you find something that no one else saw just that way, ugh, it's super exciting and yeah. does not
0: happen every day. I can no, promise it, you that. It, it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked perfectly. And the dynamic between joy and the voice is, is it, it resonates in issue two and issue three, it's still there, but there also is a lot. Joy's got a lot of anger in, in yes. a lot of ways. So is it, is that an outlet for, for you as a, as a writer
1: or, you know, how much of you is in, is in joy? Is that you cutting loose? Well, every, they're all a little bit of me and they're all not me at all. Like that, that's, you know, that, that's sounds like a bullshit answer, but it is, it is true. Like you can't write a character without feeling their feelings without living in their skin on some level. It just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Um, So, well, hold on. Before I you did, go on, let me yeah. let, let me kind of
0: expound on my my sure. question. The reason I ask is because of, of what we were saying uh, earlier about commenting on the the world that we're we're living in. You know, and you were talking about mm-hmm. writing to try to yeah. make some change. And God knows, Brian, we could use some fucking change these days. Yes. Yeah. So so that. It's kind of where I'm coming from
1: with the, yeah with yes 100 and I and I'll even say I'll, I'll cop to on a couple of levels I'm probably not in touch with right now and then I'll look at it later and go ooh that was in pandemic <laughs> right because <laughs> we're already seeing it there is like it's a very funny amount of I don't know if you saw like last week there was like three trailers where Alexa is trying to kill you mm-hmm. like there's like, like and soderbergh has got one which I'm excited about but there's also two others. We're like we're, and it just sounds like a screenwriter alone in their pandemic house with their Alexa, (laughs) paranoid. So, um, so we're we're going to have a wave of pandemic fictions for the next few years, uh, or pandemic influenced fictions that either lean into some of this stuff or tries to push past it so far that 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 we get something completely new. So, my, my conscious effort. Was to okay. Let's write where we're going to be in fifty five years, and unpack this stuff for them, mm-hmm. right? And, and and that part is yeah. So that's so. But what I'm not trying to do is ever like lecture about you know, government is bullshit. Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's just obvious, and yeah. no one wants to hear it. And uh, so so by by removing all of the modern constructs of infrastructure uh, we can, we can take it to another level. Like the things that joy is mad at are not things we have, but we have things like them so we can hopefully commiserate with her. Yeah. But, no, uh, but no. all of this is, is window dressing to what Steven accomplished. Yeah, I, I, found, I, 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 Steven accomplished something Beyond what I was hoping for, I've had this experience quite a few times in my life. I, 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 once it starts happening, it is so effing exciting. And we have, he just handed in the last pages of the fifth issue. So I can say with full confidence that he nailed it. He, from beginning to end, he, he, he created something absolutely beautiful. And I, I, uh, I love just holding on for dear life and, and, and trying not to embarrass myself in the process. It's really something.
0: Yeah. You've been, pretty fortunate to work with some outstanding artists in you know, a lot of the the series that we talked about you know today superman i mean your action comics run he was a who's who ryan Sook, uh yeah, Bison, the ryan, yeah
1: these are all people i'm a huge fan of uh or people i i see real real voice in their work and i want to like be there if they're going to pop uh it uh, both things are it's equally exciting to work with your heroes or to work with someone who becomes your hero in the middle of it. It's, it's, it's um, uh, like, I'm like, I, I, I want to be very clear here cause I'm not taking credit for when someone pops like that, but sometimes you can see the pops about to happen and you just like want to, you just want to be there to celebrate it or to help it along. And, and uh, I've had it with, I was there when it happened with Sarah Pacelli. I was there with with David Marquez. It's so freaking exciting. You know, and not that the work before me wasn't, it's just, boy, oh boy, what's this? Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, One one thing I find interesting, some some of your best friends and and guys you collaborate with often. So, you know, a lot of the the people that we've named, Yvonne Reese is another one uh, on your Superman run and and Man of Steel, more traditionally what people think of as comic book art. But then you, you have other people that you work with a lot that are, you know, dear friends of yours, David Mack. Michael Gatos, Michael Alex Gatos, Reed. yeah, yep. those guys. Their stuff is is a little more watercolor, a little more impressionist. Maybe not what people would necessarily think of as commercial comic book art,
1: or not the first. No, thing they're they fine art influence. they the, the, right. those three in particular. They are they are fine artists. If if we if we must label, label right. like there's right. commercial art and they are, they are influenced by fine art. They come from that school. They're in, when they talk amongst themselves, it is a completely different conversation than other uh, comic creators have. I've been in both of those conversations. Uh, it is. Yeah. It, and, and when I'm writing for them, I, it, it uh, it's almost a different part of my brain. Yeah. That's, that. that's what my question was going to be. Is it, is it a different
0: way of, of scripting when you, when you're writing for the, uh, you know,
1: writing for those guys, um, particularly those three, uh, I, I can say equally, and it sounds a little cheesy. But I, I, I've known Michael Gator since college. I've known David Mack for almost thirty years. I've been working with Alex Maliev since nineteen ninety seven, right? Uh, consistently, but not totally, right? Mm-hmm. So I have, I saw them when they were amazing as kids and I've been there for their evolution and it's the evolution of actual genius. It's actually like, like, like where, where, where David goes, no one else can go. Cause I've, I, I he's done it in my room. I've seen <laughs> it. I, I've, I've watched it like it's just me and him in a room and I've seen him go into the fugue state where he doesn't know I'm there anymore and he is making stuff. Um, Uh, um, what my, I, you can go look at my Instagram. I'm, I'm posting stuff for books that are coming out in a year from now, because what Michael Gatos has done in Pearl is so beyond what he did in Jessica Jones that I'm confused by it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm like, I'm like stunned. Like why did, why this book, why did this take you here? Right. And Oh my God, how do I keep you here? Right. Like, like, or, or, or where else can we go? Right. And and with Alex, he, he and I are, uh, it just, I, I just, I just, he's the, he's the, of the three of them, I was trying to draw like him. And then I met him like, like if you look at torso, I'm trying to Alex, I can't do it. So now I get to work with the person that can do it uh, and, and celebrate it. It's and something. And also all, um, per, uh, David and, and Alex, particularly, I, I can't even believe we know each other. Like David's from Bromley, Kentucky, and Alex is from Sofia, B- Bulgaria. How would do we even know each other? And yet we're like, like, I love them so dearly. And we're so connected forever and ever. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and the other aspect of this is the fact that you're working on books with them, you know, under the Jinx world imprint that, you know it's not that license stuff that we talked about before where there's necessarily the the parameters you know you guys are controlling where this goes and and being able to to have ownership of it with your friends has to be again here's that word joy it has to be joy no it so. is it's
1: absolutely joyful and 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 the word and the and the um we named her joy but the but the the uh, the quest for joy was very much on my mind throughout the pandemic right also um you you might find this funny do you remember um uh, do you follow leslie jones on twitter Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right so leslie jones watches tv and posts clips of her watching tv and yells at the tv yeah it is absolutely amazing right it is the she should charge for it it's hilarious i would pay money for it um she would often um, watch Joy Reid's show on MSNBC and just mm. yell at her, Joy, Joy, <laughs> Joy, and that, and I, and at one point, Joy was like a temp word for that energy of like, like I wanted, I wanted to Joy, Joy, and, 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 and I kept, I just, I said, no, let, let us celebrate it full lot and, 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 and say where this came from. So, oh, but that- anyway, that, that was a side book, but this, this, searching for happiness like a true true calm happiness in our work and in in our life has has uh, has has been a big quest uh as 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 we move forward into these into these new books and and there and it's it seems like an impossible task but yeah that is uh yeah, 100% on our mind yeah it's- and also these should be fun and sometimes the the the, the fun gets sucked out of things it just yeah. does by by corporations or just by, by people yelling at each other on the internet. These these are fun. And you know what? And that's why I'm so blessed to have so many children because they remind you constantly. Right. When I see my nine-year-old pacing around the room, lecturing me about legends of tomorrow with so much happiness in his heart, so much that I'm like, yeah, that's all it's supposed to be. None of this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Let's focus yeah, let's focus on, on, on what matters here. But but I feel I feel you asked a question just a second ago about my peers that I didn't actually answer.
0: No, no, you no, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I tangent <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately. <laughs> no, you know? It's all, it's, no, it's all about
0: finding the joy, but but here's the other thing, and I'll I'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about Substack and if, if you know what's going on there. But I would recommend Brian has a, a newsletter on Substack right now everybody you can go you can subscribe it doesn't cost anything you can hear these little these little tidbits (laughs) like where he came up with this joy 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 but the other thing that i I have to ask you about because i know not a lot of people uh know this but when we talk about the main trust that we start off with in joy operations that comes from another little tidbit that's
1: just so funny tell everybody where the oh i was like what's that this is this is true um uh, and it happened while i was writing legion millennium and every time i i must have been tired but every time i wrote commandy i wrote jonando i was like one letter <laughs> off on the keyboard and i've never done that with any other word but i i i missed it like like three times and i wrote Jonando, and then i googled it it's not a word that it doesn't exist in the language and then and then i i literally said i i'm going to use this word this is a word that my body wants to make i'm not going to ignore my like so, someone in here wants the word Jonando to exist so i uh, so i kept it so yeah, yeah. it's kind of
0: uh, I love, yeah, I love that. I love that's
1: that. That's never, seriously. I can't think. I type every day. I can't think of another time that's happened. So I,
0: I did mention Substack, uh, and we see a lot of creators that are coming up. Any any
1: plans? Mm-hmm. I know that, that you've been offered anything. You can tell us. It's it's too early to to talk about yet. But yeah, I'm I'm going to find some cool stuff to do in that space. It, it, it's um uh, um. I like where we're all evolving to. The, the whole industry has evolved. i mean, this is separate from Substack. I'm a huge fan of this new three market market that we that we've evolved. You made a oh, oh you were frozen. I'm sorry. You're froze on a on a <laughs> squinty face. And I thought you were like, what's he talking about? But but the, the industry has absolutely changed under our feet and it's uh delightful and actually uh, much better for creators. Um, um and, and what substack and the other digital platforms have, have now offered is even more um unique um industry disruption which it just needs it just needs it it's a, it's a it's a from from its earliest days it's a diy punk rock you, you know hunch over a desk get it done yourself kind of kind of business and uh and and it's it's cool when these new like lanes open up and new opportunities. So we're yeah, so I I'm I'm really digging what's going on with my friend's Substacks. Uh, they're doing some really interesting stuff and I'm uh using my, the time uh, I have to build my stuff uh letting them uh make uh any uh mistakes or adjustments <laughs> they have to make so I can learn from them no i mean i could i could tell from the get go that, 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 that there'll there'll be a learning curve on this. right yeah and uh and i i have sometimes been the person that did the learning curve like on motion comics uh, well, yeah, yeah i was i was one of the the learning curve people so um so i i on this one i wanted i wanted to see what could be done what the space could how can really be celebrated and and what what I have to offer? So when it's time, I'll I'll uh, I'll bring it. I'm sorry for that non-answer answer, but there's so much cool stuff actually going on in the moment that to talk about stuff, I'm not even near yet. Would it just sounds sounds false? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. You're like you said, you have so much other stuff, and we've yeah. touched on a lot of
0: it. Joy Operation. like like
1: tonight, I'm writing the Legion of Superheroes pilot, and I'm so freaking excited! Oh, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, some yeah, stuff yeah. that I, I I was having. Like there's some stuff to break in the story to make it a TV show, and I and I got there, and and it's it, that's exciting. So we'll see if anyone agrees. But
0: yeah, well, I'm I mean I've been a Legion fan for ever. I mean one of the first comics I bought off the spinner rack. I'm sure you know you, that was how you were introduced. And my my oh, yeah. thinking my thinking as you know six year olds was like, wait, this book has many, many characters, or I could buy like Batman or Superman and only read about one power set, or I could buy this one that has all these heroes and I can learn about many different superpowers. So that's, I was legion from the start. It was more value for a comic dollar
1: years ago. Millar said this at a, at a, at a, well, like we were talking about like what would Avengers should be here, like he talked about he bought the Justice League instead of any other d c book because you've got all of them for ten cents right. like yeah. and uh and i I always wondered if there was something to that, like well, you get a lot of crayons in the crayon box in this one um yeah, so that's uh the, I, but the legion is uh, first of all i i wanna pivot, thank you for the what you said about joy, uh, birthing a new thing into the world is emotional exhausting i am now at an age where i now have to just radically accept it will never be easy it is always going to feel like this way yeah. I, I, if it is for other people god bless it is not for me I, it is a nerve-wracking uh, uh, part of part of the thing um yet i consistently put myself in this place that i obviously wanted so but but thank you for that i i, I don't take it lightly um uh and legion is a time machine thing for me. It's a time machine moment. Literally go back and tell 18 year old me, you're going to be right in Legion. They're going to make a Legion ring for you. There's going to be a Legion TV show. I can't,
0: cannot believe it. Yeah. Well, and, I think for, for a long time, Legion fans, like myself, like a long time coming, I feel like Legion doesn't get enough love.
1: Cause no, that, yeah. Gets- as a fan, yeah. I was like, let me, if I'm coming to DC. Yeah. If no one's doing Legion, give me Legion. I, I, you, I, cause I, I, I believe as a fan and as a fellow business practitioner, yeah. Yeah. You're leaving money on the table, guys. Yeah. you got a thing here. My hero academia is doing you like, mm-hmm. let, like, like, yeah, like, let's get going, you know? So I, um, yeah, I'm I, I I'm thrilled that I, I I get to do this. Also, but and and may I say, like I I knew Legion like X Men is a book that no one's ever happy with while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like like I, I I knew that going in. Like uh uh, I, uh as an old X Men writer told me, um if you want to be beloved as an X Men writer, leave the book (laughs) they they will (laughs) talk about you fondly for the same shit they were punishing you for uh, at the time. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. Um, But, but Legion uh, has that as well. There's, there's fans that just want what they want when when they first saw it and that's all they want. And I get it completely. Uh, I I read five years later all the time because I want it and it's there, but I, I deeply also believe that Legion It's history is built on creators taking huge swings, Mm -hmm. taking it forward and thinking about a thousand years from now as seriously as you you humanly can and still have fun with it. So that's what we've been doing. It is one of the biggest challenges I've ever had as a writer. It was so much bigger than I thought it was going to be when I got there. Like literally every character, everywhere they turn their head, it's something new that doesn't exist in our world then you have to really think about what, what what we're looking at. Where does light come from? Where do they poop? Like, it's a thousand years from now. Are we still using toilet paper? That can't possibly be. Do you, so, think, that's
0: why we, do you think that's why we haven't had Legion for a while or, or had another media TV shows? And what, I mean, is it a complicated
1: book to, to write as a it, writer? It isn't. Yeah, it's hard to write as a writer. And, it's, it, it, and, and for all the things that I'm saying, uh, a lot of writers don't want to do a book and get beat up. By or 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 be, be say you're not Paul Levitz like like they they don't want to do that so and also um, it's just got to be the right time the right place sometimes mm-hmm. I think thing happened with Guardians it's just got to it's a, it'll, it'll be of its time so with Legion it's an idea that evolves well some ideas don't this one seems to keep evolving well I also think um, uh, Legion in its heyday was a book for people who had seen it all? Like, okay. oh, you know it, you think you know this is an advanced superhero reading. I, I, I this is my I try to sell this on Seth Myers too. i but I really do believe this. I think that like that for people who think they've seen it all. and so now we're we're at a place in our pop culture, believe it or not, unbelievably, where there's so many movies and TV shows and games that the concept of the legion, isn't such a hard sell anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I like, I'm thinking back to just 2015 when they were putting, going to make the powers TV show and how many like meetings we had about executives asking us, well, how will we know, how will people know where the superheroes came from? Right. And I'm like, well, no, they're just a world with superheroes, but, but but how, where'd they come from? I'm like, well, no, they just, they came from everywhere. Right. And, and like, they couldn't wrap their heads around it. Now that's a no-brainer. That right. that's a that that just that small uh, conceit is is something Hollywood's w- willing to eat now, and and that's that's it's pretty big. What would you say if you, the had, if, yeah.
0: if you had to say, or if you can say, kind of what? Is there a particular era that the TV show
1: is going to focus on is going to pull from a bunch of different eras? What, what's kind of well, the it's it's I've, I've been asked to adapt what Ryan and I um, brought to the table. OK, great. Uh, yeah. but, with, uh, but with with that comes our, our, our opportunity to then adapt. All of these classic Legion mm-hmm. stories and things, but when 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 they've earned. All right. Uh, what I don't want to do, I, I really put it on my list of things to do, is how many times the X Men movies keep killing Jean Grey, All right? Because they're trying to capture that amazing moment in comics. Mm-hmm. That moment was so earned in the comics, and it was never actually earned cinematically. You can't just repeat the moment and think it's been earned. So there are things that have to be earned in Legion that you can't just have Darkseid show up on episode 2. God, oh, great Dark. Yeah. No, it it would be it would it would it would need a build on its own just like it did in the comics. So that that's um that's um our 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 are in right now. Gotcha. But like I I a lot of Ryan's designs are actually very classic in nature, but they're they're streamlined specifically to kind of show Warner brothers, how adaptable they are. They, they, they look, look how cool this looks. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we're, we're, we're going to take those designs and, and, and develop them into the cartoon. Cool. Well, we should for, for Jinx world fans that
0: maybe tuning in, we should touch on uh, where you're at with some of the other. Jinx oh, world please. Yeah. I, so uh, if you yeah. want to just give us a quick update on like cover Pearl that you mentioned already um,
1: Scarlet,
0: yeah. um, what, which one am I thinking? A uh, murder.
1: Inc. Sure, yeah. So now. well will cover, I'll tell you, as long as we're talking about cartoons and stuff. We'll cover is also an animated uh project at HBO Max. And that's actually how I ended up getting Legion for a cover um is being developed, uh and it was going so well, they called up and said, What else you want to do? And that that's always if you're a young writer, you want to know if you've done well, it's only when they ask you if, if they give you more work, that's how you know you did well. A lot of people will compliment you, look you right in the face and say, this is brilliant. I love it. And then, and then close the door and never talk to you again. But, uh, but if they go, we have more work for you, that means they really liked it. So um, with, we're, we're, so cover is being developed as an animated project. We have a meeting tomorrow about it. And David Mack is directing and rooster teeth is producing and, and making all the animation. Uh, and so we're, we're, we're doing our finishing touches on our presentation for that while David is working on the second volume that will come mm-hmm. out um, through Dark Horse. Um, we're very, very excited about it. Um, it's also really cool to see David Mack's work animated. And if you want to see like a hint of what that looks like, you can Google some of the uh, music videos David has directed. Um, the one for Dashboard Confessionals will give you just a little taste Of it, or look at you know the work David did in the uh, Captain America Winter Winter Soldier uh, uh, closing credits. It's just when you see stuff moving around, it's pretty exciting. Um, uh, And then Pearl will be out. Actually, Pearl is the next Jinx World book coming out from Dark Horse. It's our third volume. Uh, It'll come out with our brand new um, volumes that are coming out um, through them. But uh, Pearl is a yakuza um, crime romantic comedy. Um, uh, 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 sorry to throw all those labels at it at once, but it is uh, uh, very influenced by the um, the Jonathan Demi movies of the late 80s, like Married to the Mob and Something Wild. So it's got that um, very specific, weird cross section of genre, uh, that I love, and uh, it is uh, about uh, Pearl Tanaka, uh, Yakuza. Uh, assassin who is also an excellent tattoo artist and she is living a world of secrets and compromise and it's all being playing out uh, around her the third volume will have her uh really confront the truth of her family's business and her father in general it is the work michael is the best work michael gators has ever done so from the creators of jessica jones is our new book pearl and i, I hope you check it out it's beautiful um also coming is um, uh, a, a new volume of Murder Inc., f- uh, formally titled "The United States of Murder Incorporated." Um, it ends up that the United States of Murder Inc. is actually three things that are marketing negative. <laughs> so, so we're we're going to lean into the Murder Incorporated part. This is an alternate history book where where the um, five families never gave up control in the sixties. And now here it is, 2022, and they pretty much own half the United States, uh, like flat out own it. Uh, they took it from America and the entire world is a different shape and has a different feeling to it. And um, and we tell the story of Valentine Gallo and Jagger Rose, who are two very prominent people in one of the families. Uh, yeah, It is, you're not supposed to say this, one of my favorite things I've ever done. I absolutely love this. And the sixth issue of the third volume coming is me and Mike's best book. The best thing we've ever done together. Uh, So if you love powers, check it out. Um, uh, Also. That's a strong um, statement. Best thing you and. I I just proved the sixth issue of the series. And I, and I said to Mike, do you think this is, I think this is our best. Like just, just flat out craft. Like no one else will agree (laughs) or, or care but i i think this is we can look at this and put a flag on in, in this one um and 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 that, and that and in my in my constant self-loathing if i can stop for a second and look at something and go hey that one doesn't suck it's a pretty big moment for me yeah. that's that that, that is not, i do not live in self-congratulation <laughs> i i do not um uh also coming is uh a uh, a new um uh printing of our powers 20th anniversary graphic novel the best ever it came out last year during pandemic sold out very quickly i really really appreciate that um mike and i both do so we'll be putting out a soft cover edition through dark horse i'm really excited for uh, people to check that out too uh i have new books coming um from alex Malieve uh and uh, david marquez and Jacob Edgar's um, uh, work—you should check out on Twitter if you haven't seen it yet. And um, and I have an, another book uh, coming out, not through Dark Horse, um, uh, with Andrea Lima, and we'll be announcing that soon too. Uh,
0: any any news on Scarlet? Is that going to
1: be? Oh well, so. Um, Scarlet went three volumes. We did a third volume at DC. And so we're going to put out a full collected 15 volume, 15 volume, volume. uh, And I'm really excited about that. Uh, We were going to do another run, but we did kind of end Scarlet on a, on a good note. Mm. So the story did come to a conclusion and then the world got so crazy. Like the world we started writing Scarlet in and the world we were writing Scarlet in were two different worlds, so much so that I got weirded out. And I've actually never felt that before. I got weirded out by what we were writing. So I'm like, I'm gonna like, and then and then oh, oh my god, we thought we we actually thought of something better than Scarlet, and that that that's when you're in trouble. Like, oh shit, I got to, like once that happens, you're like okay. And so um, uh, Alex and I again we, we we're, we're 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 just starting just starting um this thing that we think is the most challenging thing we've ever thro- thrown in front of each other well that was kind of the. and, and, and if else. you look at what alex is doing on twitter i think you get a hint of where he's going with his artwork and i've been writing into that gotcha specifically
0: yeah, but, yeah the reason i was asking about scarlet is because to to your point how different our world was from the world of scarlet and how we kind of went that way. If you guys want yeah, another I, volume, you would have to turn it up to 11 in order to put some space between reality and that
1: book. Yeah. You know? And again, and I know this is different from other people, but Portland was on fire for about a year. Right. And, and, um, my daughter came home having been shot during one of the protests. Uh, and she was just standing. She wasn't, she was just, she was, she went down as a, just to watch. She's a documentarian. And, she had a big welt on her, like, like, um, writing, it became less fun. Yeah, yeah. I get, that. Uh, uh, like it can, really, yeah. it came really, really real here. Also, there was some, uh, and, and you can check this out. Uh, there are some places in Scarlet that we lit on fire that actually got lit on fire in the real world. And that was weird too. And they're they're not connected. No one who no one read Scarlet and said let's do it. Yeah. You know, but, but the the imagery is undeniable. Uh, Alex's research was spot on. He nailed. It. Now that's I said, Alex, you get an A. That's what <laughs> that's, that's what we found out. But uh, but it's very hard to watch um, a city you love in such turmoil, and then want to write more of it. And yeah, so it makes uh, sense. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, going back to. Weird. Feeling though, weird feeling. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Crystal, crystal ball. You guys.
1: Yeah.
0: Are. Uh But going back to something that you said way back uh, about not putting too many pop culture references that sort of, you know, put a pin in something. So I'm sure you know it's the 30th anniversary of Image Comics, 30th anniversary of Spawn. Uh, so we've been doing our Spawn daily,
1: where we... and 30th anniversary of me being a published creator too. By the way, my really? first comic came out in in 1991. Through Caliber Comics, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into that in my Substack a little bit, but yeah, I am uh, I'm officially a 30 year Wow! Yeah. Congrats! Crazy! It's weird Congrats. to think only yeah. 27. Well, the reason that so, I bring up um, uh, yes. yeah,
0: the reason I bring up Spawn, uh, obviously because you and again we we went back we we've been reading we we do one issue a day and you know it'll allow us to basically go from issue one of McFarland Spawn will. There's be about three hundred and thirty issues by the time the uh we get up to the modern, so we have thirty day a thirty day cushion if we miss, but it's been really fun to go back and I think it holds up a lot better than people give it credit for, but one thing that Todd did do was he did put a lot of kind of dated um references in those early. Early issues also been, but
1: it's, it's been a lot of people did a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I did it too. I'm not, by the way, I'm sure it's someone listening to this and throw some shit up on my Twitter. I'm like, (laughs) I know I, yeah, I'm telling you, I don't like them. I agree. I'm sure there's a Spice Girl reference in there somewhere. (laughs) Deeply embarrassed by
0: and could argue my way through. But you did the hell spawn.
1: Series. Yeah, do you remember and, and and Twitch? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, six six issues. Uh, do you remember how Todd cuz one of the things we were wondering about when those in those first uh 12 issues Todd got Neil Gaiman to do an issue, you got Dave Sim to do an issue, Frank Miller wrote an issue. Oh yeah, you know? that, no
1: I was not on the same list as that list. I well, was, I, was the, the, yeah, I mean, the, well I you were very, just very very and up and coming. I was Yeah, exactly. Nervous, exactly. Right. No. but the argument could be made that you
0: were one of the top people by the time 2000 rolled around when you did the the Hellspawn so
1: i mean how much do you remember about the project how much input well, i remember i remember project? everything about it this is a very magical time in, in my life that that like i, I am like hyperly focusedly remembering everything because i went from like if image starts in 1991 and i'm publishing my first independent book through caliber comics in 1991 so we're entering at the same time so 2 years later I'm out there hustling Jinx or Goldfish or whatever I'm working on. And they're out there hustling Spawn and Youngblood. There is no planet that I'm going to end up working on Spawn. Like there's right. there's no way that's happening. Right. I, I can't even perceive it. And just a little while later, I'm getting calls from Todd all the time. Right. And um, the, the story was um, that Todd went over to Mark Silvestri's, like, I I, I was in Image now. Um, Jim Valentino rescued me from a, a bad publishing situation. Me, David Mack, a few other people. Caliber was coming apart a little bit. And it was a bummer because we love Caliber. Mm-hmm. We lo- And this, this is way in the weeds, I'm sorry. But in the, in the high-flying days of the indie comics of the 90s, Caliber was a company um, that almost everybody who was published by them ended up being a big name in comics Mm -hmm. somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, um, If I told you the list of people I was surrounded by, like, Jesus Christ, that's like DC comics today. And and it it really is amazing. Um, But when we all loved each other, we all became very close friends, like very quickly. And this is our, like Mike Oming, David Mack, Phil Hester, like, like all, all of us, like, like really were celebrating each other. And, um, uh, but then it all fell apart, and then lo and behold, image around the same time image was one thing, and then all of a sudden changed and decided to open their doors up uh to what would not be blockbuster independent books but 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 a safe uh, a safe harbor for for books like ours. So I literally went from a very un, un, unsafe space to the safest space. At Image, um, uh, in the middle of Jinx, which is weird too. I was uh, right in the middle of the series, but I, but it had to happen. So I'm I'm there, and then uh, uh, Image publishes like a um, like a collection of of Image of Jinx and Goldfish, and Todd is at Mark Silvestri's offices. They're having some kind of argument. Todd gets annoyed, takes a bunch of shit off his desk, and leaves. One of the things he just grabbed off his desk was a comp copy of my graphic novel. <laughs> Type gets into his car, drives back to Arizona, wherever he was going. And by the time he got home, he had read my book and called me. What? That's kind of amazing. That, that it really is the, and I like to tell that story because I know it frustrates some creators because it's oh, we don't control our destiny. You don't. But what you do control is put the work out there mm-hmm. and you never know. And I that, that I can tell you. 30 stories of like just by having the work out there, something amazing happened. Right. Um, so then Todd and I started talking, which was crazy to me. Like we're like, we're just living on two different universes in it. But it, my book really, it was nice. He really, he, he, he really liked it. And then um, he said, I have two pitches for you. I have two books I want to do. One is about a cybernet, cybernetic orangutan and one's about a couple of cops. And just from where I was in my, in my, in my, in my soul as a crime writer, I'm like, well, I'll, I'll clear, I'll do the cops. I mean, right. that, like I'd even ask what the cybernetic monkey was. And it was funny because I, I do remember, I go, Oh, I'll do the cops. I'm like, yeah. Homicide in Texas. Yeah, I'm, I'm already working on powers. Like I'm, I'm already like half of my research is already done. And, um, he goes, no, no. Let's see. The cyborg is like the Frankenstein parable. I like immediately wanted me to like, like, no, no. I'm sure it's great, though. but there's, there's. I know there are people who want to write the cybernetic monkey. I'm not that person. Go get that. Go get that person. And um, I started writing um, salmon, twitch, uh, and I. It was a tremendous gig because I did not know how to do anything work for hire. I did not know how to collaborate like a normal human person. <laughs> I had not discovered the magic of collaboration. I was a megalomaniac lettering and coloring and designing my own books person, right? I was doing everything. Like I was, so I did not know where the writing stopped. Like that was my biggest problem as, as a creator. Like I'm, I'm, now I'm doing, um uh um layouts because it's still writing like so um so and he also he was very trusting he did not literally ask for an outline or where are you going to go with this he just um let us go now i will say i did this i've done this twice in my life i don't think you can do it today and i've let the cat out of the bag by saying that i've done it but i got when i got hired for sandwich twitch it was a mini series it was a six issue mini series I'd never been paid to write comics before. So I was really excited. And he was really into doing this, like really into it. So I, I said, I go, Well, do you want it, do you want it to be an ongoing series? And he went, Yeah, that's my goal. I go, well, why don't we just make it an ongoing series? And if it bombs, we'll just stop. And if it does, we'll just keep going. But we're like we're doing all this development for five or six issues. It always seems like, you know, like a lot of work to get to that, you know. And then so he, we so I got 19 issues out of it. out of of that thing i did the exact same and then i couldn't believe it worked it felt like i like jedi mind tricked him into a gig and uh and but he truly wanted it right but um i did the same thing at at marvel like the ultimate spider-man was a mini-series and they were just putting so much marketing behind it i said would you want this to keep going he goes well of course i'm like well i i you're marketing as if it's an ongoing why don't we just and if it doesn't go, we'll just stop at issue seven. Yeah. I mean, while well, I'm just trying to squeeze another issue out of the game, oh, yeah. deck, Right. And, and, uh, uh, and, and that worked that, 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 that 260 something issues. I, I squeezed out of that one. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm very part. proud of that. But now that I've let that out of the bag, I know that other creators have tried <laughs> that. It, it. It's, it, it doesn't work. Well, but so anyway, you? so he was a good boss, trusting, let, let us do what we wanted to do. I, I even, that's i i like i i discovered alex malib's work on the crow like me and david mack had found his work on the crow and we're like oh shit this guy you know sometimes you just look at someone's work and you're like i think you'd be our friend like you just look at the line weight i (laughs) i i felt the same thing about ryan sook and that's a dumb thing to say and other creators were rolling their eyes at me. but somebody you can look at like just their their gesture and go i bet we'd be friends and and um um and I've been right every time, by the way. So that's why I, I don't mind saying this out loud. Um, uh, but we, we called Alex and said, we, and, oh, and me and we were supposed to do The Crow together. Kitchen Sink called for me and David Mack to co-write a Crow series for Alex to draw. And we were so psyched. And then it all fell apart because things always fall apart. And, um, and then I told uh, Todd about Alex I go this guy holy shit and and it was yeah that that was uh it was a done deal so that so that happened and then and then things were going so well on Sam and Twitch and I'm sorry for a long answer but this is your side project I'm gonna give it to you uh that he offered me Hellspawn uh, with Ashley Wood who I had known at the time and um I remember feeling what wow, this, what an honor this is. I, Spawn is everything to him. Mm-hmm. He's literally asking me to babysit his kid. Like they, 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 he's not, they, he means it. It's not a, a, like, I remember. So even though I didn't feel a lot of connection to Spawn as a character, I, I felt really honored by the, by, the, by the ask. And I was also very challenged. I was being asked to write a horror comic, like not a superhero Spawn like a, like a, like a dark horror, like a Clive Barker kind of spawn. And I was like, well, I've never fucking done that. Like, so I'm like writing in Ashley, Lashley 100% writing to Ashley's voice. And then, and there's a couple, I do know there's like something in issue two. I'm so proud of like, like, like uh, I wish I could like use it again, but I can't cause that's hacky. But, uh, but um, I, I was writing it. And it was filling me like because I, I I go in there right and I was writing some dark shit. I don't remember what the plot was, but I remember people being murdered and there's like like blood and I, I was like I don't like how this feels. Like I, I don't like how I feel like when I'm writing it. And this is nobody's fault. I've chosen the subject matter. I'm writing it. I and, and but I'm still. This is part of your journey. You write things and go yeah. I don't. I actually don't write like writing that. And sometimes I've written things like holy shit. I love writing that. Oh, I I would never have guessed that. So this one I wasn't feeling it. And um at the same time, I was up and running at Marvel. I, I was starting to work on Spider-Man and I was writing Daredevil. And um so I I called over and I said. Gee, you know, I'm just not feeling it on Spawn. Can I keep writing Sandwich Twitch, and let me just keep doing the book I'm like obviously better at, right? And and feeling good about. And it was explained to me by other people at the company that all Todd heard was Spider Man is cooler than Spawn. I'd rather write Spider Man, and that isn't what I said. It wasn't what I was thinking, but I I can totally can hear that's what he heard. Right. right, And as a creator, as a, as a owner of creator owned things, I, I get that. Right. And also he has a relationship with Spider-Man. Right. So someone else the, so, uh, so I got fired off of everything. I, I, like I said, I don't want to write Spawn. It goes, well, you can't write sandwich Witch. I'm like, well, uh, four seconds ago I was good enough to write the the flagship title. Yeah, And now I'm, now I'm gone off of everything. And, and that's when it was, it described to me, you, you just, you just, you just, you just, you just hit him where it hurts and you didn't mean to. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, uh, that's when I called up Joe Casada, who I was building a relationship with at the time. And I go, Hey, I, I just got fired off a of sandwich, which, and he went, oh, great. And I go, why? I go, we literally like yesterday, we're in a meeting where we were like, we want you to do a crime book in the Marvel universe. Go. So, so take your sandwich, twitch energy and. Go build us a, a crime book, and that's where Jessica Jones came from. <laughs> so it all worked out okay.
0: Yeah, it really. So it's it, so many interesting things. First of all, I had no idea that was your first place where you where you had co- collaborated. Was uh,
1: well, well, no, I there was a little things here and there, and I do not like I would drawn like a Deep Space Nine backup, like I, they always gets thrown to me at conventions, where people are like, is this you? Like it's some. <laughs> dirty secret yes like but but um the, the little things here and there and and a couple uh, like me and david mack did a golden apple book once and like a uh, flaxen and and uh and uh we did i did some cthulhu with Roy thomas that didn't go well like all all the jobs you blow when you're young yeah i did them all excuse me uh, but um uh but this one was i am a professional comic book person Get to work time, and I, 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 and I, I'm not mad. I was fired. It was time to go, and I learned everything I needed to learn to do well on Spider-Man. Like I, I had fucked up some things on Sandwich which Not that you saw, not to finish the final, the final product, didn't see it. But in the development, I'm like, oh. So by the time I was ready to go on Daredevil and and I I I was ready to go. Now I know Todd doesn't care that he got me there, but it, I'm grateful, enormously grateful, because I was put on the big stage, and it was it was go time. There was you know this is Spider Man and they they're 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 backing it up. So
0: yeah, that, well the other, and the other thing and maybe I don't know if you know this about Todd. He always talks about just at like if you want he's he he's told me before he's like every person that works for me, they should be coming into my office every day asking for a raise because <laughs> I'll say, I'll say like, what's the worst that's going to happen. You're going to be no worse off. Right. So when you're saying, we're saying, Hey, why not make this an ongoing, you know, uh, on Sam and Twitch, like you were, mm. you were playing into his, his philosophy, which I, I find fascinating. That's
1: funny. That's funny. I didn't know. I was, I was just looking for work. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was just, you know, you spend so much time, like, like my nineties was a hustle. Like, I just got to make enough money so I can go make my books. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was doing character work, like a lot of character work. I was drawing characters well into my ultimate Spider Man run because it paid so well. Like, I could do two gigs on the weekend and, and, and be covered for the week. Mm -hmm. So, so like, and, and also like, yeah, it was so funny because it was so good money. Like, it was like 75 bucks an hour, 1995 money. Yeah. Right. So just to sit at a bar mitzvah and draw characters all day. Mm-hmm. Right, so two long gigs a weekend, I'm I, I I can I can pay some bills, right? So that that was my lifestyle for a year. So anywhere I could get anyone to hire me to write or draw anything, magazine illustrations, newspapers, like anything, I was hustling. So once I got into comics, the, to 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 slow the hustle down took a while. Yeah, I was I was constantly, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, and also like it's though it's the It's not the lowest rung of show business because there's like mimes and stuff, but but it's pretty low on the rungs of show business and it but it's still show business. And it's there's nothing is guaranteed. Nothing. Like you can be the hottest thing in the world one day and it's gone the next completely over the next day. Or you work your ass off and no one cares. And then 10 years later, everyone loves it, right? I'm watching my kids loving Avatar as if it's a brand new thing, not the James Cameron, but the airbender, Mm -hmm. they they don't know it's old. They can't tell. It's amazing. Uh, Like, you know, like how these things live now. So, um, yeah, I forgot what the question was. Oh, yeah, no, no. So there's no there's no guarantee. So I was drawing characters and hustling well into the first arc of Ultimate Spider-Man. Like I, Ultimate Spider-Man could go away in four issues. Mm -hmm. There's no guarantee that that book was going to go. In fact, there was a lot saying it wouldn't go. The fact that he had just done it a year before that mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know when I took the gig.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. That. But you know what? Like you were saying earlier, the fact of the matter is that we don't, maybe you don't control your own destiny. You know, maybe somebody picks up your book off somebody else's desk and who knows?
1: but you, yeah, have- you, you control the moment. So sometimes you say you don't control your own destiny. People go oh, that's it. I'm going to go watch TV, but no, what you control is the moments. And the moments are, I'm going to make this book. I'm going to put it out there. Like you're, you're, I'm going to, I'm going to put out this good energy. I'm going to teach. I'm going to, whatever it is you want to do that. That's the stuff that you put out there. And it does come back. Yeah. It,
0: I, I'm, re- I'm a big fan of that. Um, that saying that success is hard work meets opportunity, right? If you put in the work, you'll be ready when the opportunity comes along. But it's yeah. like you said, if you're sitting and, on the couch, and you haven't done the work, yeah. you're not ready when the opportunity comes
1: along. Yep. Yep. 100%. I, and and listen, I, I've been at it a while. I've seen it from many different perspectives. I've I've written now where like I, like, I told you how our industry has evolved. I think mm-hmm. it's like, since I started, this is the fourth version of the industry. So, so it, it solidly. So I've seen so many people come and go and, and uh, the ones that work hard end up successful it, or it, 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 uh, it's never the opposite. It's never. And, and I know that frustrates some people. And I know, oh, I know there's some people that work hard that don't are not having the moment they want at the, at that moment. And we've all know what that feels like too. But I, I promise you, if you're sitting there listening to this podcast while you're inking uh, something, and you're like, will anyone ever see this? Just do your best work. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that, like the, chip, the chips will fall. I, I So many weird scenarios have happened to me because of this. All good, too.
0: Yeah, you have to be willing to put in the work. And, and, and the other thing that I hear a lot, you get, there's three things, right? Be nice, be fast, or be really good. And you have to
1: have two of those three. Nobody no, wants you have to i No, I'm, I'm sorry. You have to have all of them. Yeah, nobody wants to put an ass. This, this, you don't have to be nice bullshit. I never believed in that. And I'm very grateful that so many bad actors have been, like, revealed. And there's Mm. still more that could be revealed, to be honest with you. Like, I get really bummed out by people taking advantage of particularly sensitive, creative people. I don't don't want anyone to take advantage of anybody. Right someone's out there trying to like express themselves creatively and you're taking advantage of them in any way, shape or form. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, Cause it's, it's what we were just talking about, about, how hard people work, you know, writing comics, first of all, writing comics, drawing comics, it's not easy. It's not easy. And people don't realize there are fewer professional comic book writers than there are like professional baseball players or NFL <laughs> players, right? Like if you want to write the detective <laughs> comics title, Guess how many people get to write that out of the entire planet? Guess how many people get to yes. write that at a time?
1: Yes. One person. That is an exclusive gig. It is hard. And I, and I feel that. And that that was, what, that was what was so great about writing Spider-Man is that the theme is with great power comes great responsibility. The book comes with the responsibility. You're the writer of Spider-Man. And I also had the opportunity of having like Stan Lee and John Romita look at me and going, like, like like, yeah. like, so you feel it, right, like, like, yeah, it's, yeah, now, I will say, I've had real jobs, at it's worst, it's the best job I've ever had, <laughs> and by by a million miles, right, so, yeah, it is hard, there's baggage, you you live in a world that you will never make everybody happy it it cannot be done by anybody, um. And so you, you accept that and put your best foot forward. Yeah. But but, I'm telling you, it's the best feeling.
0: And that's part of the reason that so many people want to do it. So going back to what we were saying, that's why it's so shitty when people do take advantage.
1: Well, they take advantage or they think because some of, some of our, like, I literally, when I, when I, put on my professor hat and talk about how hard parts of this are. And I don't do it on a daily basis. I don't go in the public. Oh, this is hard because I know, because when I see some of my peers whining online, I'm like, Holy shit, you need to go work at McDonald's for a shift. Right, Get back to inking. Cause you've like just one shift at Costco. I think you would, uh, I think you'd be like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Give me my racers. <laughs> I'm all right. Um, but um that said, it doesn't mean you should put up with bullshit or anything like that. You should, you, but um, but uh, but, uh, but when I do point out, yeah, you have to do this, you have to do that. Like there, there are things, like all these things you have to do, and a lot of it is an invisible art. A lot of it isn't seen by the public. Like my mm-hmm. friend Matt says, I think he clocked one script he wrote as eighty-six uh, percent of the words aren't seen by the public. Like wow. I typed them all. the, yeah. the artist and editor saw them. You're not going to see them. Mm-hmm. But they got they got written, right? So all of these things that are weird and 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 uh, uh, it, 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 I, I, it surprises people. That's that that because part of our job is to make it look easy. Part of our job is to make it look. Oh, that was that was a pleasure to read, right? That 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 that, 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 that took nothing. And that but it's really hard to do that.
0: Yeah,
1: it's really it's really hard to write a catchy song. Yep. I remember, uh, it reminds
0: me of something Jimmy Palmiotti told me where he would do a head sketch, uh, you know, uh, just a quick profile, whatever. And it would take him, you know, maybe three minutes or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, he would charge like five, 10 bucks. And I, somebody was like, man, five bucks, 10 bucks for that. It's like, you're not paying for the, the three minutes. It took me to do that. You're paying for the 30 years I spent That's so exactly that I could right. do that in three That's minutes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. So perfectly said. Yeah. Well, Brian, it's been a, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, I
1: see. I, I was never going to hang up with you. I was going to <laughs> wait until you were out of air because you have been patient with me and even tonight. And I just wanted to make sure that all your questions were over answered and I well, think I accomplished it.
0: Yes, that's, that's fantastic. And, uh, and hang on for a second when we're done recording and we'll, we'll chat for a bit. Uh, that's but right. to all you listeners, where can people find you online if they're not already following you, uh, I'll put a link to the Substack newsletter. Well, yeah,
1: definitely hit the Substack because I will say I appreciated you saying the nice things you said before because what Substack has allowed me for the first time in a long time is, is a platform uh, similar to my message board, which was mm. a big part of my uh, my whole situation in comics for many years. But message boards are no longer functional. Yeah, that was a uh, moment and, in time. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment in time. But all the people who are on my message board are still on my Twitter and on my Instagram. Often pining for the board and saying, and then uh, like just a couple of weeks ago, a couple of people said the this the substack is as close to the feeling like the board as we've had since the board went away. So I I I'm leaning into that feeling a little bit more as as we go. And, and and so if you really want to know what's going on with me and my friends, uh the Substack it's free. Uh, subscribe and 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 links to all kinds of fun shit. And it's not just me selling. Sell and sell and sell and it's behind the scenes and every cool link to anything I find, uh, I'll throw up there. So it's it's almost like a media extension of the of the letter column that we've been doing all these years. So so the Substack and uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, but uh, mostly that's just me goofing around. There's not much actual content. But- <laughs>
0: I'll put links to the social media, uh, so, so you can, can go, so you can go follow and see Brian uh,
1: goofing yeah, around. but so. the Substack for those who care about craft and some things, uh, keep an eye on the space because I'm going to be using it um, to accentuate some of the educational stuff I've been doing and just craft stuff. And uh, I'm excited to see what we can do it. like even this week, Substack showed us a new thing we can do that we couldn't do the week before that opened up all kinds of possibilities. So it's going to be a fun, fun space for us to play with.
0: Great. Fantastic. So
1: yeah. uh, again, and and uh, just, uh, it's, it's just so I, I hate to be repetitive. All of my creator own work with all of my friends is under a banner called Jinx world. And that can be found at dark horse comics uh, for, for now on that is where I am. I know because I've moved around over the years, that people come and go and they don't think but for now on think dark horse that's where i am think Hellboy. that's where i am <laughs> fantastic uh, <clears throat> excuse
0: me yep so like i said everybody links in the show notes to the substack newsletter uh, as well as the social media and i'll probably put the, the dark horse jinx world page on there as well so one-stop shopping, go check out the show notes. So again, Brian, thanks so much. I'm going to say
1: before you hang up, this was an excellent conversation full of excellent questions. I haven't been asked a bunch of times, so I appreciate that. So
0: thank you. I do pride myself on that. So uh, to you listeners, thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to go and follow uh, Brian and uh, we appreciate the support as always. We'll talk to you next time.